All right, good morning, NCC. <laughs> for, the, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Bree, and I'm the associate student pastor here at NCC. <laughs> and every Wednesday night, I give the privilege to serve amongst some amazing leaders, and I've been doing it for a few years now, but actually, a few months ago, this past summer, Pastor AC pulled me to the side and um, shared some things that was on his heart and asked me if I would step up. And, you know, for someone like me, you know, I try to, you know, just keep it cool, you know. But <laughs> I decided to go ahead and be obedient to him and to go ahead and step up. And so, again, I have the honor and privilege every Wednesday to serve these guys, the NYC students, and be with some amazing leaders. I also want to go ahead and acknowledge that today is the last Sunday of October, and it's the last week of Pastor Appreciation Month. And I just want everyone to go ahead and just, with the biggest applause and uproar and scream and shout, to just thank pastors Aaron and Sarah for their leadership. <laughs> I'm honored to be able to learn from you guys, to, to grow. Like, I've grown a lot um, under your leadership, and I want to thank you for the opportunities that you've given a lot of people to even be able to learn their gifts and to grow in their gifts and in their areas and the sacrifices that you've made and your family. We have to acknowledge that too. I also want to shout out all the volunteers who were here last week for us when the staff was away. The, it's, the, the church is still standing, so we know y'all did great, okay? <laughs> we really appreciate it, and it didn't go unnoticed. Trust me on that one. And I also want to shout out Pastor Rick for the awesome message that he gave us last week. I did get a chance to watch it back. So before I go ahead and start, I want to go ahead and pray over today's message. So if everyone can just bow their heads. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity for us to just learn, grow, dig deeper in your word. I pray that we leave as new people um, once we exit the doors today, Lord God, and that we just continue to grow and be different and step out and be obedient. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen. So, today's message is Be Different. That's the title of the message. And if you want to take notes, because what, guys? Note papers are history makers. That's right. You can go ahead and do so the good old-fashioned way with pen and paper, or it's actually out there on the app. So, <laughs> um, I want to acknowledge that today is also a holiday, Halloween, and it's also a different kind of Sunday because, one, this is my first time speaking on a Sunday, so that's different. Um, it's also kind of different because I'm speaking in a costume, so that's, that's different. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I am a social butterfly. <laughs> and I also <laughs> acknowledge the fact that this holiday can bring some divisiveness amongst the saints. I'm going to be real, okay? And I hope that 
by the end of this message, you understand where our heart as leaders are behind it of why we dressed up and had our students dress up as well. And as I was getting ready for this message, I actually thought about this one time when I was working at the Art Institute of Dallas. I was the residence life coordinator. And first of all, I'm a, I was an arts kid, okay? Like, I'm a, I went to Arts Magnet, okay? So <laughs> shout out to Kobe, my friend that came. She went to Arts Magnet too. And we, like, Halloween was a big deal. Like, it's a way to express yourself. I mean, we already express ourselves already. But <laughs> it was a way to step outside of yourself. And so going to the art, like working at the Art Institute of Dallas was not, it wasn't abnormal for me to see people dress up and, you know, be just creative, whatever their creative beings were wanting to be. And I remember I was standing next to one of the RAs and I was like, oh, hey, just shooting the breeze, really. I was like, hey, what are you going to dress up as? Da, 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 da. And I remember that he looked at me and was like, you know, we as Christians really shouldn't be doing that. Now, listen, guys, okay? I have grown a lot since then, okay? I have, okay? 20-something-year-old Brie was a little different than 30-something-year-old Brie. I'm just saying. But, <laughs> but in my head, I had some things. I had some thoughts, okay? First of all, I was thinking... Are you casting stones at me? Like, where, where'd they go? Like, where, what? Then I was also thinking, wait, I actually never expressed my faith to you. So obviously there's a light in me for you to see it. <laughs> and then I was like, keep that same energy on Easter and Christmas. But, you know, not everyone's ready for that. But I'm just saying. So as a follower of Christ, though, I want us to honestly just be aware of how we interact with one another, for sure, because we have to have a solid foundation and a solid house, but how we interact with other people as well. And be careful to not become a Pharisee or a Sadducee. Now, if you don't know what that is, fun fact, on Wednesday nights, I like to have educational moments with my students. And so I'm going to do that for you guys too today, because some of y'all may not even know. Y'all might know the word. Y'all might not know what that means though. So a Pharisee, <laughs> members of a Jewish party that exercise strict piety according to Mosaic law. And a Sadducee, one of the three main Jewish schools of thought during the Hellenistic and Roman eras may have been a priestly group. Now, you can dig a little deeper if you want to go into those dictionaries. I'm just saying you can find some more stuff. But what I will say is be different and don't cast stones, guys. Yes, we were set apart, okay? We know that we were set apart. Yes, we're part of the royal family. But we have to make sure and remember that it was his grace that adopted us into his family, okay? And so we have to be aware of that, especially when we're trying to raise up other people and bring them alongside of us to not push them and cast them away. So we're going to look at John 8, 1 through 11. And we're going to read this together. It says, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. 
he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. So for those of you who don't know what that means, that means some cheating was involved, okay? All right. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? She said, No, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. So a few things stood out. Like, first of all, Jesus, you know, I'd be imagining him, you know, just minding his own business, just living his life, you know, dropping gems every now and then for the people, you know. And, you know, Yes, it was written in law for them to stoner. That's kind of crazy. But Jesus, at the end of the day, came and showed us what true grace and what true unconditional love is like. And he showed in that moment, like, okay, well, y'all calling out her sins. What about yours? Like, y'all need to do a little self-evaluation and heart check. And, they, and as you can see, he was the last man standing because he was the only one that's perfect and didn't sin. When you let your light shine, your identity in Christ will shine. The next verse after that is John 8, 12, and it actually speaks on that. It says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have a light that leads to life. I understand that, you know, some of you students, and even adults, because let's be real, like I said, me being up here is a little different. And, you know, your girl is nervous, okay? I'm just not going to lie. But I know that at the end of the day, if I continue to connect with him, continue to lean on him and not my own understanding, and have him walk alongside me and show me the way, that he'll, he'll light the path. And so I want you to hold on into, onto that and not let your light be dimmed. The next point I want to make is be different and meet people where they are, okay? So at NCC, especially this past year, we're about multiplying and disciple and being a disciple-making church. And over the past year and a half, almost two years now, that's crazy, we've been in a pandemic, okay? Things were different, okay? We were forced to go online. Shout out to the people online watching. <laughs> we were forced to, you know, connect because before a lot of people were scared of doing that. A lot of churches were afraid to connect online or saying, we don't have the equipment. We can't do it. We don't have the resources. We don't have the tools. But God was like, I'm tired of your excuses. Make it work. So <laughs> we are now streaming online. We have that platform to connect with other people who we haven't been able to connect with in almost two years in that way. And also, we're talking about stepping out and creating 
three NCC campuses by 2025. Woo, it's already almost 2022, which is crazy. And that's going to require us to, again, be different. And so there's different ways in which we have to be different. One of the things when thinking about discipleship, and we've talked about it a few weeks back and talked about people stepping up, serving, or being a disciple maker, or being the one being discipled. And I still know that some people are still kind of hesitant. They're like, I don't know what that looks like. I don't have all the tools and resources. Or even when it comes to stepping up and serving in a position, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I leave you with this. Disciples, one, we're not perfect, okay? They did not go out and seek Jesus for themselves, but he sought out them and told them to follow him. Not only were they imperfect people, so they had issues, okay? They, they had tempers, outbursts, attitude problems. I think some of us can relate to that. And... <laughs> But they still followed him and, and learned from him and grew. And so we're going to look at Matthew 4, 18 through 22. It says, one day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water. So, boom, they were throwing the net to try and catch the fish, guys. For they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, they saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting on a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come, too. And they immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. First of all, they didn't stop and say, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't do it. They were like, hmm, this man's different. Hmm. Okay, we're just going to follow you. Why not? And so they just followed him. They didn't know what their lives are going <laughs> to come out to be like. They, they didn't have a checklist like this is what it's going to be like. They were just obedient, and they followed. One food for thought also is when it comes to meeting people where they are, you have to catch the fish in order to clean it. Okay? <laughs> Again, you have to catch the fish in order to clean it, all right? You can explore this a little bit more when it comes to Paul. Um, he talks about flexibility in the ministry and adapting to certain situations and people groups um, in 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23. In that, he talks about how, you know, yes, he knows his foundation. He knows who he is and whose he is, but he also knows what he's here on earth for. And he's like, if I can just win some, you know, that's what we should be focused on. For me personally, anytime I have to speak or interact with whoever, I'm always thinking, okay, if I can just bring one person into your kingdom, then it's good. Like, that, that's all that matters. So... I encourage you to think about that. Anytime you're interacting, it could be at school when you're like in the hallway just shooting the breeze. I don't know if you shoot the breeze in the hallway these days, but you know, if I don't know, after school, I don't, I don't know. But you never know who's actually watching you. You never know who's hearing you. Um, I've found that out a few times <laughs> in life and that 
speaking of fish references, I always say we live in a fishbowl. Again, you might be in your own world thinking, you know, things are just, I'm by myself, you know, I'm in my own world. But there's some eyes watching you, you know. Now, Jesus and his disciples, when it came to meeting people where they are, they also went outside of the walls to minister. So Jesus wasn't just chilling at NCC like, hey, I'm preaching. Y'all just keep coming, and I'm preaching. No, him and his crew went on out, and you can find some references in Matthew 9, 35, when Jesus was traveling to the towns and villages. It references that. Matthew 14, 14 through 18, Jesus feeding 5,000 in a remote area near the Sea of Galilee. Mark 2, 1 through 12, Jesus was in Capernaum when he healed a paralyzed man whose homies brought him down from the roof. You know, they, they were the OGs, you know, those, those are some ride or dies, you know, I'm just saying. So, so Jesus could see him. And Luke 19, 1 through 10, Jesus traveling through Jericho meeting Zacchaeus, who was a hated man, who was a tax collector, taking people's coins and whatnot. And there he gave Zacchaeus salvation. It wasn't, Zacchaeus, you got to come to me, and I'm going to save you there. No, he saw him, interacted with him, spoke life into him, gave him grace, gave him love, and gave him salvation right then and there. Another way for us to be different is by stepping out, Okay. Now, guys, we've been talking about it, like I said, with the, the campuses and things like that. That means not everything is going to keep going the same way. When I think about it sometimes, and I even hear it sometimes, too, people are like, okay, the end of the world's been coming forever, people keep saying that, or, oh, when is, when is it going to end, da, 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 da. you know, like, little things like that. And I know God loves people, and he wants us to build up his kingdom. And the reality is there's been church hurt. There's been people who just don't really know much, haven't been introduced. And this is this cycle that just keeps continuing and keeps continuing. And I want to challenge you guys to what ways are, is God speaking to you to be different, to step out, to still help bring up his kingdom. We all can still have that same goal in mind, that same finish line imagery in mind. And when I thought about that, I thought about the Amazing Race 2.0 that we had a few weeks back. We didn't have a 1.0, but we went straight to 2.0. And, um, <laughs> and there were a lot of favorite moments. And one of the moments that really stood out to me and was a fave of mine was um, the yellow team. The yellow team, they were a group, of, one, they had the smallest amount of people on their team. They were the underdogs for real. And there were majority middle schoolers, only one high schooler. And, you know, when it came to the final leg of the race, there's, it was a ski walk. And so all the teams had the same material and resources. And they all knew to go one by one as a team to go to the finish line to finish the race. And when it came to the yellow team, they struggled. They tried to do what they saw others before them do, and they got frustrated. I mean, it was, it was, it was a little tense, guys. I'm not going to lie. You had to be there. They got frustrated, couldn't move. They, they were just stuck. And then finally, 
something clicked. And they're like, okay, we have to work together as a team. We have to be together. We have to cross the finish line. But we can do something different in order to meet that end goal, that same end goal and finish line. And so I actually have a clip of that um, to show you guys. I know for them, that was probably super frustrating um, because they were there for a while. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a hot minute, okay? The sun was, it was, it was a lot. But there was a lot of lessons that not only they learned in that moment, but I know some of us that were watching in that moment. Not only did they have the biggest cheer section cheering them on, not only did they have to come together unified, to come and face that final goal and that finish line. But in order for them to actually move, they stepped out and they were different. I want to go ahead and leave you with this one verse. It says in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and this is for people who are, you know, again, questioning, what does that different look like? What, how am I supposed to step out? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to be perfect to step up and step out and elevate and grow. You just have to have a willing heart and the ear to acknowledge the Holy Spirit to help you and guide you in everything that you do. And you'll find your way, and you'll see that path that's lit for you. I want to go ahead, and I want us all to go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes. And if you are someone who wants to be different, who wants to step out and on faith and follow Jesus, we want to go ahead and invite you into his family right now and do so. Whether you're watching online or pray and hope that you raise your hand or message us as well so we can connect with you. And I want each and every one of us who's here right now, whether you're a new believer, an old believer, a believer who wants to reignite and be made new again, I want us all to go ahead and repeat this. Say, Jesus, I come to you. Be the Lord of my life. Be the Savior of my life. Give me a brand new start.
I thank you for adopting me into your family, for allowing me to be different and grow and continue to learn. I believe that you were crucified, buried, and raised to life again. Hear my heart, Lord. I love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We want to go ahead and celebrate those who took that up for the first time. <laughs> and I also want us to go ahead and just pray because we can never we can never be done with prayer, honestly. And just pray for those who are here today who may be carrying around a weight, a load, a burden, or whatever, or in those watching online or those who couldn't make it. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out, but I want you to be able to, in your own words, also speak to the Lord as well. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to just again be together in fellowship as brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, I pray that we take the message from today of being different to help build up your kingdom with us beyond today, but throughout this week and the weeks to come, Lord God. I pray that there's a resurgence that happens here at NCC, Lord God, that growth and seeds are planted on fertile ground, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you cover whatever burden that anyone came in here with through these doors, Lord God, that they lay them and place it at your feet, Lord God, that they walk out of these doors as a new person, refreshed, restored, Lord God. Lord, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.